Hello and welcome to Matt D'Elia is Confused. This is Matt D'Elia and it's been a, a few slow news days, as we all know. So, uh, I scrounged together some, some things to talk about because there's not enough fucking going on in the world. Uh, the debate was... I think now six days ago, this is Monday, the debate was on Tuesday. It literally feels like six months ago, not six days ago. Uh, Because, as we all know, the president has contracted coronavirus COVID-19. And there's enough there to fill several hours of the show. But before I get into any of that, there's something nearer and dearer to my heart and to me much more important than that. And I'm going to lead with that. It is not news to the world, but it is news to me. And for everyone who knew about this and didn't tell me, this is something that has existed since 1998 and nobody fucking told me. Somebody on Instagram told me, whoever you are, I forget who you are. The only thing I remember about you is that you're my favorite person in the fucking world and uh, you're male. You are a male and you are my favorite person in the world. I'm sorry that I forget your name. This was several days ago and I have the worst memory as it is. Even if it happened a few minutes ago, I would forget. But you know who you are. You're listening and you know who you are. Uh, uh, So to that fan of the show, you are my current favorite fan of the show and for sending me this. This is... Joe Pesci, as we all know, Joe Pesci is a famous actor, uh, made famous by several classic legendary films as Goodfellas, Casino, My Cousin Vinny, and the fucking list goes on. Now, what you might not know is that he had a musical career before he was even an actor. Like, this goes back to, like, the time of the Four Seasons. Obviously, Joe Pesci's, like, 8,000 years old. But after he became a famous actor, he rediscovered, apparently, his love for music, and nobody fucking gave enough of a shit about little old me to tell me until my fucking favorite person ever on Instagram showed it to me. And I'm going to play it for you. Unfortunately, there's no music video for it, really. There's like a one-minute clip of a music video. Apparently, a music video existed for it. And if any of you can find the full fucking thing, the only existing one that you can find on YouTube is like one minute long, and the minutes the song is like four minutes. And it's like super grainy and shitty. Obviously, Joe Pesci tried to squash this. I don't know why he did it. Here's the thing, though, before I even play the song. There are things that happened before the internet that post-internet, the person never would have done. Because there was a time, believe it or not, for you youngins out there, that you could do a thing, 
make a ton of money for it, and nobody would ever know. Nobody would ever find out except the few narrow section of people, the narrow section of people, a tiny demographic who would either come across it or see it. You could just get away with whatever the fuck before the internet. But now, not only is everything you do now going to come out at some point in some capacity on the internet, but everything anybody's ever done. And now, I give you the Joe Pesci fucking banger that goes by the title of, unsurprisingly goes by the title of, Wise Guy. He's saying, it's the bitches that'll get you. Ah! It's the bitches that'll get you. Ah! Hey, 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 with the stash. Treat all my bras like trash. Rude. You'll catch a blast if you move too fast. Rude. I talk to class, you don't have to ask. Getting everything by flash and cash. Fighting and stealing, don't kill without feeling. So I went in casinos before they start dealing. All about respect and intellect. So bad. Only mess with the women that pick up the chest. Rude. Two supermodels, one on each arm. One chick's brunette, the other was blonde. Rude. I heard their fathers had stocks and bonds. So I whacked them both and left them floating in a pond. Rude! Stay close from head to toe. Catch Joe at the fight sitting in the first row. Everybody follows when I'm ready to go. No need to show off, they already know I'm a wise guy. Lovely day in the neighborhood For a drive-by You know? Rude! Here comes verse number two So fucking rude. What's your wife? Last time I hit it. So rude. That is the rudest fucking song ever. There's my ice cold Perrier. Why? Because it's 8,000 degrees in here. Why did I open a Perrier? Because that's my fucking drink of choice. Perrier fucking sponsor me. Thank you. Now back to Joe Pesci. That is terrible. That song is terrible. That he did it is terrible. But I bet if you're a listener of this show, I bet you know what I'm going to say now. But I fucking love it. You understand? I think you do. Because after a few weeks now, we've covered my music, uh, my musical selections of BTS and Vin Diesel. Feel like I do. And now Joe Pesci, Wise Guy. These are all songs that are fucking terrible. Whether in sound or message or both. 
And yet I love them because they confirm my worldview that the world is a fucking piece of shit place. So there's comfort in listening to this music. If you don't understand that, you're never going to understand me. Did I, earlier today, when I went to go to the contact lens doctor, did I play Vin Diesel's Feel Like I Do four times, five times, or six times? Unfortunately, I only played it four times. It was a short drive. I would have played it more, but it only, I could only fit in four listens. Here comes your fucking comes. It's about to bang. Oh! <laughs> Feels like I Wow. Could a song be worse? Now, here's something I've noticed. Since I took Vin to task about his terrible song that I love, I've been seeing it all over the place. Fucking Vin being evincerated. <laughs> Vin being... <laughs> Vin being evincerated... Even diesel serrated left and fucking right. I heard Tim Heidecker on Office Hours doing it. I heard fucking Michael Shea on Saturday Night Live doing it. Uh, people making fun of Vin, evincerating him left and right. I was first, period, end of fucking sentence. I did it first. I was there first. History will prove out, will bear out that I was the victor, the vincter. A vincter says what? I was a, a fucking, I was the fucking Vinkter, and I'll tell you what, victory is sweet. When you are the first one to jump all over the new Vin Diesel track, to get there first, to evincerate Vin Diesel, it fucking feels good. And you know what else it feels like? Feels like Abby. Also, just before I get into this shit where you know I'm going to talk about. I'm changing my name. Legally. Legally changing my name. My initials will remain the same. My, my initials will be M.D. 
So anybody who knows me by my initials, some people call me Doc because my initials are MD. That that won't change. Everybody who calls me Doc can still call me Doc. But my new name, my initials are still MD, but my new name is M, just the letter M, okay? M period, because it's just the letter M Diesel is my name. Anybody who calls me Matt from now on, I will literally not even turn around. I will not look at you. I will not acknowledge you. I will not. I will not appreciate your presence. You will not even, you will be invisible to me. I will think you are talking to someone else Someone named Matt. Someone named Matt who isn't me. Because people that aren't me are named Matt. If you say, hey, M, I might turn around. If you say, hey, M, Diesel, I will absolutely turn around. And I will smile at you and I will say, what can I do for you? I'm M, Diesel. What can I do for you? And that's the end of it. Uh, all right. So now moving, moving right along. Lots to get to lots to fucking get to because on Friday, Thursday, late Thursday night, we all found out that president Donald Trump has contracted COVID-19. Hope Hicks, his advisor, ha- got it. And they were the White House was trying to keep that a lid on that. They didn't want anybody to know. She travels with the president a shitload. President himself found out before, uh, way before we found out, And still did a fucking event while he had it. A fundraising event in New Jersey. K. Fucking dickhead. I got COVID, but there's all these fucking old shitty people in New Jersey who want to give me my money. Let's go. Do I care if I give them all COVID? No. Do I want my money? Yes. Give me my money. But we all found out Thursday night. Friday, everybody wakes up, knows the president has COVID. Some people don't. Some people find out on Friday morning. But by Friday, by end of day Friday, the president of the United States was fucking airlifted to Walter Reed Hospital for treatment of COVID-19. The thing he has epically fucking mishandled for the last seven months. The thing he has made fun of people for trying to avoid getting. Consistently. The fucking troll that he is. And when people say, no, that's not true. You know what I I like to point them to? There was that one event in the Rose Garden when somebody stepped up to a microphone and asked him a question. Trump told him to take off his mask. 
he said, I'm going to keep my mask on. And then Trump said, oh, because you want to be politically correct. And then the guy said, no, sir, I just want to wear my mask. Hey, president, you're a fucking asshole. You refuse to wear a mask. You refuse to make people around you wear masks. You refuse to fucking stop having rallies. And now, not only have you gotten COVID, but many, 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 many people in your orbit have gotten it. Who knows if Hope Hicks was the first, but it's Hope Hicks. It's him. It's like three or four senators. Bill Barr might have it. Kaylee McEnany and I, Macarena. Kaylee McEnany and I, I has it. Uh, the White House spokesperson, Kaylee Macarena. Kaylee Macarena, I has it. Uh, who else has? I mean, so many fucking people in his orbit have it. And the best shit I see is there. Are, I mean, I'm going to get into this in a little bit, but there are right wing conspiracy theorists who are like, why do only Republicans have it? What do Democrats have like some secret cure that they're not sharing? Hey, don't complicate it. Don't make shit up and complicate it. The reason all Republicans have it and no Democrats have it is because Democrats are doing the things that science is telling them to do, that experts are telling them to do, and Republicans are wiping their fucking ass with it. Okay? At the nomination of Amy Coney Barrett, Trump's third Supreme Court pick, which I discussed a few episodes ago, I'm not going to get into that whole thing, but he, she is his nomination. There was an event for it that was both indoor and outdoor. No, masks were not mandatory. You look at pictures of it, almost nobody had a fucking mask on. But they're thinking that now that was a super spreader event because so many people who were there now have it, including the president himself and several senators. So Trump goes to the hospital. Speaking of conspiracy theories, let me tell you about one of the most annoying ones that I continue to hear about, specifically about this. And it's, it's actually only from the left. There are some QAnon people who like overlap with this, which, hey, people who overlap with QAnon ideas, get a fucking clue if, if something you think overlaps with things QAnon people think, you're fucking wrong. Okay? And the premise, the basic premise that the, that where the overlap is, at least, is that he doesn't really have COVID. Now, whereas QAnon people think this is actually the beginning of the, quote, war, the storm that they've all been waiting for, they believe the storm arrived. He's gone into some bunker to start to officially start the war against the uh, deep state cabal and satanic pedophiles that rule the world. K. I'm not even going to get into that. What, what am I going to do with that? What am I going to pick that one apart? So that's what QAnon people think. Okay. KAnon. What pe- many, 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 
millions and millions of people on the left think is that Donald Trump doesn't actually have COVID. He's pretending to have it so that when he, quote, gets better, he can seem invincible and, and, and get a sympathy vote bump. Sort of like Boris Johnson did when he got COVID and almost died in, in, uh, in England. But it wasn't a sympathy vote that Boris Johnson got because he was already elected. His approval ratings went up, though. That's what it was with him. So there are many people on the left that think this. I, I encounter it quite often. I, in fact, I know I'm, I'm close with several people who have to varying degrees floated this, either said they, they think it's possible or just flat out think it. Now, the voice you're hearing coming out of my mouth right now, it sounds calm. That is taking great effort because when I think about my friends who think dumb shit like this, I'm, I'm actually deep inside. I'm burning hot, furious. I am fucking on fire inside. I am so deeply infuriated by this idiotic sentiment and embarrassed that I have fucking friends and people I know and care about and love in my orbit who actually think this shit. And it just goes to show that there is no kind of ideology that is prone to conspiracy thinking. You can be on the left, you can be on the right, it does not matter. It is, it is not discriminating. It is undiscriminating. You can be a fucking conspiracy theorist wingnut and believe in anything. There is no prerequisite for that shit besides being a dumb shit fucking moron. And those exist on both sides of the spectrum. If you didn't know that, this one I will pick apart though. And I hope that when I'm done, nobody fucking thinks he's faking that he has fucking COVID-19, okay? And then after that, I'm going to take a break, and then I'm going to keep talking about it more, and then I'm going to talk about the 80s classic film, Tango and Cash, and my take on that. Take, my take and cash on Tango and Cash. It's a fucking strong hot take, and it has deep, deep... Uh, implications about society and where society has gone since the movie Tango and Cash came out. It's a little teaser. Now I'm going to keep talking about this conspiracy theory. And I'm going to start peeling it apart. First of all, and this is this actually is the first and only really, but I'm going to go deeper, but there's really only one necessary point to make here. Donald Trump, more than anyone you've ever encountered or heard of in your life wants to and does try to at all times project an image of strength there is no fucking way that he would agree to or especially come up with this idea to pretend that he has a deadly illness 
for the simple fact that he doesn't want to seem like he's weak or even capable of getting it. This was the whole premise of him going around without a mask on in the fucking first place. An image of invincibility, of strength. Well, guess what? You fucking got it. You're not stronger than anybody else. You can get it just like anybody fucking else. So there's already that. He would never do that because all he cares about is his image. So that's one. Two, he went to the hospital. You think that's part of his master fucking plan? To seem like he's fucking dying? To seem like he's vulnerable and gonna die maybe 30 days before an election? Are you out of your fucking mind? Now third, and this is just as big, okay? Do you, do you understand how many people would have to be in on this shit for it to not leak that he's fucking faking it? And what about all the other people who were supposedly infected? What about Senator Mike Lee? He's in on it. Senator Tom Tillis, he's in on it. Kaylee A. and I, she's in on it. Mark Meadows, he's in on it. All the Secret Service people, they're in on it. All the doctors at Walter Reed, they're in on it. Not only are they all in on it, but they're performing their duties of being in on it perfectly. And this brings me back to my whole, my whole fucking thing about conspiracy theories. So many people have to be in on them for them to work, for them to get off the ground and not sputter out, for them to be perpetuated into the world and continue being conspiracies that are successful. So many people have to be in on them. And I've said this many times on the show, but it's worth saying again. People are fucking stupid. And they got loose lips. And they buckle and they slip and they're not fucking masterminds. You know, and you know who else definitely isn't a fucking mastermind? Donald Trump. So not only would he not be willing to look weak, but he would never be willing to look vulnerable. Like a fucking... I mean, this is not what someone is if they have to go to the hospital for COVID. But to him, that's like looking like a fucking pussy. I'm sure he is a pussy. I'm positive. But the last thing on fucking earth that he would want to do 30 days before an election is go to a fucking hospital... With the disease he's been trying to wave away and pretend isn't a real fucking thing, really. Trying to pretend like the whole fucking pandemic's over. There's just no fucking way. And also, if you think Mark Meadows can be in on a fucking conspiracy theory, conspiracy, and perpetuate it, and keep that fucking lie, hey, Think further. Conspiracy theorists always like to think that they got the thing figured out. They can't be fooled. You can't fool me. Well, guess what? 
I don't have to. You're already fucking fooling yourself, you fucking idiot. If you think that, you're just the same as a QAnon person. Congrats. Fucking congrats on being the left-wing version of a QAnon person. I wish you well. Fucking kudos, congrats. And obviously he left the hospital today. And he's acting like he kicked the shit out of the virus. Which is fucking hilarious. Now the right-wing talking points are like, Trump is so strong, even the, vi- the virus can't beat him. He still has it. Fucking Herman Cain thought he was all better. Herman Cain's doctors thought he was all better. And then he fucking suddenly died. There is no out of the woods with this fucking disease. I'm sure they just fitted the White House the way Walter Reed is fitted for fucking treatment of COVID. And he wants to go back there because, again, he doesn't want to be in the hospital, which makes him seem like a fucking weak guy, a vulnerable guy, which we obviously all are, especially for fucking idiots and don't follow protocol, which he didn't ever. The guy would mock masks non-fucking-stop. He mocked Joe Biden's mask at the fucking debate two days before he fucking got it! You want to know why fucking Republicans... uh, Why Republicans got it and not Democrats? You fucking idiot conspiracy theorists on the right? Because you on the right don't fucking wear masks or socially distance, you fucking fuck idiots. Feeling like I do. Hey, mark it in an eye. Because I'm a wise guy. Because I'm a wise guy. Okay, it's 30,000 degrees in here. I'm going to take a little fucking break now. Uh, get some air fucking circulating. Circulating. And I'm going to come back on the other end and talk about some fucking sick shit. Okay. Don't go anywhere. Matt D'Elia is confused. We'll return right after the break. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And back. And I just want to give a little reminder of what a lot of uh, pastors and religious leaders were saying back around in March and April. Just a little taste. Here is E.W. Jackson, right-wing radio host and pastor E.W. Jackson. Just a little reminder. Just to give you a little taste. This is only EW. Though, as we know, many people were saying shit like this. And, as history has taught us, oops, a religious guy was way fucking wrong. Lord, I don't believe it's luck or happenstance that even though both he and the vice president have been exposed in the virus, neither of them has it. And Lord, we know that's not mere luck. That's your protection on the leaders of this nation so that they can guide us through this difficult time without being hampered by this disease on a personal level. So by that logic, 
E.W. Jackson, by that logic, God gave COVID-19 to the president. He's, now, he spared the vice president, clearly, because as of now, Mike Pence is negative. But Donald Trump, as I was just saying, as we all fucking know, has it and was hospitalized for it. So God, so I would like him, E.W. Jackson, I would like you and every other religious leader who said God is protecting Donald Trump from getting it, to now say that God specifically and directly put the virus in Donald Trump. Because you can't have it both ways, okay? If that's what you thought, and ostensibly you think that way, still, because God knows you motherfuckers didn't and don't ever change, God gave the virus to Donald Trump. So, that's what God did. God did that. Just the way it is. Now, before I move on from talking about this, I want to talk about the uh, how they are dis- the the president and the White House and the right are trying to move forward from all of this. Because thirty days before an election, I mean, I don't know if if the president's in the hospital thirty days before an election for a disease that he's been basically downplaying and saying isn't that big of a deal and saying is not no longer a threat. If he gets it and has to go to the fucking hospital for it, be airlifted into a hospital for it? Doesn't seem good for your re-election chances. That being said, who the fuck knows? This is America. This isn't a place that makes sense. If it was a place that made sense, he wouldn't be president in the first place. And if he was, he would lose in a fucking landslide this election, and moreover, if this was a place that made sense, this podcast wouldn't exist because there would be no reason for it to exist because things would make sense. And the whole reason the show exists is to talk about things that don't make sense, which is everything, because we live in a place that makes no sense. Okay. Now, moving forward from this, The line, the talking point is the president beat the virus. It's nothing to be afraid of. We can beat it as a country. We're going to, we're really going to lick this thing. I mean, I would believe that to be true if there was any semblance of a plan on how to do that over the last seven months or now, which I don't believe will ever come. And the prospect of living past the election through the next year is a scary one with this guy at the fucking helm. With this guy at the fucking Jesse helm. With this guy at the Ed Helms. With this guy at the Helmet Newton. With this guy at the Helmet Lang. With this guy at the football helmet. But here's the thing. 
if getting sick with this, if, if, con- if contracting this virus means that you need multiple, need to go on oxygen multiple times, if you need to be airlifted into a hospital and be put on oxygen twice, if you need a potent experimental drug cocktail, and remdesivir, whatever the fuck that shit's called, which is a new treatment that seems to be working very well for coronavirus COVID-19 patients. And you need to be put on a, a very powerful and rare fucking steroid treatment and be in a hospital for three nights. If you need all those things to, quote, not fear the virus, if that's the treatment that we all fucking need, then I would say be very fucking afraid of the virus because who the motherfuck, who the motherfucking fuck can afford to do that? What normal person, what average American voter can afford to do that? That fucking shit would make most people broke, would put most people in debt for fucking years. And that's if they even had access to it in the first place, which almost no one does. How many people can be fucking airlifted into a hospital? How many people can stay at a hospital, a really fucking nice hospital, For three nights? How many people can get experimental COVID-19 treatment? How many people can afford remdesivir? How many people can afford dexamexamexam, what the fuck? Whatever it's called. Tex-Mex. How many people can afford that? Here's your answer. None. How the fuck can this be Bun, in a way, to downplay the virus. President Trump's experience of being ill with COVID-19 is a big fucking scary fucking thing. He was fucking airlifted to a hospital and stayed there for three fucking nights was put on oxygen twice, had a fever of 103, looked like fucking dog shit, which we all saw. I mean, he already looks like fucking dog shit. But he looked like two dog shits. Experimental drug cocktail, remdesivir, and dexamexamexamexamex, the steroid. And for all you motherfuckers that are like, He beat it. He's so strong. Let me tell you something about steroids. I've I've been very sick in the past. Not with fucking COVID. Knock on wood. Actually, don't knock on wood. I don't believe in fucking superstition. But I've been very sick and I've needed a cortisone shot. 
before. I'm not going to tell the whole story, but my throat was so, I was, I had a fever of 104 and I could not swallow. My throat was so swollen and infected. And I was in, it might, I, it's hard to remember because I was in so much pain, but I believe it to be the most pain I was ever in. They gave me a cortisone shot in my rear end. Which, by the way, one weird fact about cortisone shots, they tell you before they give it to you, they always put it in your butt. And the reason they always put it in your butt is because, I don't know if it's because it's a steroid or it's because it's this specific kind of drug. But when they give it to you, when they put the needle in, there's like a one in, I don't know, 10 chance. I don't know how high that might be higher than it really is but there is a significant enough chance that it will leave a permanent dent in you from where the needle plunged in for the rest of your life there's a significant enough chance that 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 will happen that they warn you but i was in so much pain i was like give me a fucking dent give me an ass dent i don't give a fuck I already got one ass dent. We all got one ass dent. What's another? So they give me this fucking ass dent shot and I'm in the most pain I've ever been in my life. And by the time the needle is taken out of my ass, by the time the needle is de-plunged from plunging into my ass cheek, I already can not only swallow without pain, but I feel fan-fucking-tastic. Immediately. I mean it. Immediately. I mean actual immediately. This is not like an exaggeration. This is not hyperbole. I mean it. I mean this literally. I immediately felt better. Felt like a fucking million bucks. I took the fucking stairs down out of the out of the doctor's office. I was hopping in and skipping. Feel like I do. Now my point isn't anything other than bouncing back because of a crazy dose of a crazy fucking steroid. is not fucking telling of anything. Especially with fucking COVID. That shit is super unpredictable. Comes, comes in waves. Comes back when you don't know what the fuck. If you're infected, you have always have to be on guard. And also stop being around people. Which he's not doing. But the steroid works like a motherfucking charm right away. Every steroid does. And then as you stay on it, the worst effects of the steroid take hold. Often you gain weight, you become ornery, uh, it can mess with your mental state. Gain weight, ornery, mess with your mental state. These are all things the president already has issues with. 
people are talking about, oh, he shouldn't do the debates. Are you fucking kidding me? Of course he should do the debates. The guy's going to be even less stable. Dude, the fucking whole last debate, the whole episode of the debate, the last one that I did was about the debate. My whole fucking refrain was, are you okay? He probably fucking had COVID then, by the way. Are you okay? He wasn't okay then. He's not okay physically now, obviously. He has fucking COVID. But the fucking drugs he's on? That mind's going to be fucking off, off the rails. It's going to be off, off the rails. Do you get what I'm saying? There's being on the rails. Then there's being off the rails. Then there's being off, off the rails. Which is nowhere near the fucking rails. Which is to say, there's no rails even fucking near you. And as you go, there's not even a semblance or memory of the rails. That there were ever rails to begin with. That's going to be Trump for the next at least week. You also got to wean yourself off of steroids. Steroids are a fuck. Steroids are a fuck. They're not just for fucking idiots to get buff on. They, They fuck up your body. You can't make that kind of deal with your body. They fucking... Suppress your immune system. They produce testosterone, among other things, that your body naturally produces, and your body stops producing them immediately because the steroids are so powerful and effective that your body is like, oh, well, we already have plenty of that. Why would I keep doing it? Just like a drug, just like a drug addict, endorphins, you stop producing things that you normally produce. That's why you take the steroid because it takes the place and produces that shit in a, at a high level. So you can't just come right off. Your body will fucking fall apart. This motherfucker is just my only point. My, my point is that he's going to fucking die. I don't fucking know. I'm not a doctor. What I do know is that we don't know anything about how he's going to fare in the coming days. And I'm sure they fitted the fucking White House just like the hospital while he was at the hospital. But that motherfucker wanted to get out of the hospital so bad. And if that doesn't debunk the fucking conspiracy theorists who believe he's faking it, then everything I said in the fucking first half of the show should too. But this alone should prove it. That motherfucker wanted to get out of the hospital so fast Why? Because to him, it's, it's weak to have to be in the hospital. Anyway, if you're a regular fucking person and that is the treatment you need for fucking COVID, good fucking luck. Because you ain't getting it. Not only because you can't get it, because you, regular person, me, regular person, We don't have access to that shit, first of all. Second of all, we can't afford that shit. We can't even afford afford one part of it. The fact that these motherfuckers are like, yeah, see, you can beat it. There's nothing to be afraid of. The guy got literally the best possible treatment you could ever fucking get. 
And he's still not out of the woods. If that's what we all need, if we get it, we are fucked. We are fucked. We are fucked. Anyway, we'll see. I guess he's back at the fucking White House now. From what I understand, he wants to have some like big fucking speech something. And he's being strongly advised against it. But who knows? He's on fucking steroids. He's on a lot of drugs. He's already a clearly unstable motherfucker. I have no idea what to expect these next 30 days. The only thing I know what to expect is Joe Biden just going to be fucking chilling with his arms crossed like, okay. I'm just going to let this guy do that shit. The best, though, is like on Fox News and fucking other people and uh, right-wing commentators. They're spinning like he got the virus so America didn't have to. What? Like he's some final boss for the virus. Like the virus got to the final boss, King Koopa. King Troopa. And, and, it's, and it's not going to kill him, even though it still might, obviously. But just like dumb people on the left were like, yeah, he's going to fucking die. Fuck yeah. Which is, hey, K, don't be excited about a fucking person dying. But now everyone on the right is like, see, he didn't die. Fuck all y'all. He beat it. It's over. Like, it's just fucking like the virus is going to be like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. We're a virus. And the reason we're here is to kill one guy and we couldn't do it. Let's pack up and go home. Let's pack up and go back to China. Viruses don't think, viruses don't give a fuck. Everyone's just being real dumb. All we know is that the president got fucking rocked by this motherfucker. He got fucking rocked by this shit. Had to be airlifted to a hospital, had a hundred and three fever. He needed oxygen, needed an experimental drug cocktail. Remdesivir and Dexamaximaximaximaximaximaximaximaximaximaximaximaximaximaximaximaximaximaximaximaximaximaximaximaximaximaximaximaximaximaximaximaximaximaximaximaximaximaximaximaximaximaximaximaximaximaximaximaxim
So Tango and Cash is uh, a 1989 action film. Directed by some Russian motherfucker named Andrei Konchalovsky. I think he's Russian. Is he Russian? Hmm. Oh, yeah, of course he is. That's his name. Okay, so he's Russian. Andrei Konchalovsky directed it, written by a man named Randy Feldman, whose only real credit is Tango and Cash. But no one remembers who wrote and directed it. What people remember about Tango and Cash are the stars of the movie and the tone and the vibe of the movie and the title, obviously, because Tango and Cash, can't forget that. It stars Sylvester Stallone and Kurt Russell. Now, I'm just going to read the synopsis so I can use that as a jumping off point to talk about what I want to talk about. Because I'm not going to like break down the plot. Because who gives a fuck? Because even the writer doesn't give a fuck about the plot. And that's evident from watching the movie. Even Randy Feldman was like, what the fuck? So here's the, the synopsis uh, on IMDb. Ray Tango and Gabriel Cash. Oh, those are their names, you know? Ray Tango and Gabriel Cash are narcotics detectives who, while being while both being extremely successful, can't stand each other. Crime Lord Eve Perret, furious at the loss of income that Tango and Cash have caused him, frames the two for murder. Wait, that's the wrong fucking synopsis. Polar opposites, Ray Tango, a suave and sophisticated police officer, and Gabe Cash, his overzealous long-haired partner, are a mismatched LAPD crime-fighting duo who work tirelessly to bring down their arch-nemesis, the ruthless drug lord, Eve Perret. However, when Perret manages to incriminate the pesky team with falsified evidence, Ray and Gabe will soon end up in a maximum security prison, where an almost endless parade of inmates previously incarcerated by them are waiting for their captors impatiently. Now, more than ever, Tango and Cash need to put their differences aside to quickly come up with a good plan, not only to escape the jail's walls, but to, but also to even the score with the evil kingpin who put them abar- uh, behind bars once and for all. Of course, that's easier said than done. Now, if you're my age or older, you might have seen the movie. If you're younger than me, it's probably unlikely. The movie came out when I was five. I saw it probably, I mean, I want to say when I was eight, but I might have been like 10, maybe 12. I think it was, I was probably like 10. Let's say 10. I thought it was fucking cool. I loved that movie when I was a kid. And I loved movies like it. And there were many movies like it. And this is me getting closer to my point. In the movie, Ray Tango who is Sylvester Stallone and Gabriel Cash, who is Kurt Russell are truly the worst fucking cops ever. 
It is the most, I mean, I know it's 1989 right after Reagan left, but it's the most Reagan era, hardcore right wing fascist shit fucking ever. It's like a joke of itself. You watch it now, it seems like a fucking satire. It is the least 2020 friendly fucking thing ever. These fucking cops kill so many people. There's so much collateral damage, both property and human. They beat the fucking shit out of suspects. They force confessions. They fucking lie. They work around every fucking law to get their fucking guy. And I loved this as a kid. Every kid I knew loved this. Every boy loved this. Every boy I knew loved Tango and Cash. And there were tons of movies like this. I recently fucking rewatched it. I couldn't fall asleep the other night. And I just put it on. It's streaming on Amazon. And I couldn't fucking believe the kind of shit that was was being put into my mind as a kid. And I was thinking about the kind of shit and I obviously outgrew that. And now when I look at that, I think this is fucking poison. I thought they were the coolest motherfuckers. They're definitely the least cool motherfuckers. But how many people still think that shit was cool? Because when we're kids, we don't even know what's seeping in. We're just experiencing shit. We think a thing is cool. We take it on. I mean, the things that I remember most in my life, I have a terrible memory, but the things that I remember the most, uh, I was like from the age of nine to like 12 or 13. That's the zone where like I remember everything. You're a fucking sponge at that age. And I was watching shit like Tango and Cash. And fucking Top Gun. Just dumb shit where dumb dudes are fucking just like being so fucking shitty to everybody. And they seem cool for it. And as a kid, you think it's cool. Because it's being portrayed as cool and it's being fed to you as cool. It's being shown as cool. And to an idiot kid, just like, that's fucking cool. How many motherfuckers my age and older still have these fucking ideas in their head? Not specifically from fucking Tango and Cash. But so many movies like that. And now when I look at people who fucking think the dumbest shit about the world, about manhood, about the way shit works, about what's cool, and they're so fucking wrong. Watching Tango and Cash the other night made me fucking realize this shit is fucking entrenched. These motherfuckers have no chance. We had no fucking chance. My generation had no fucking chance growing up watching shit like that. We were fucked. And there's plenty of shit still like that. Fucking stupid-ass superhero movies. They do it a little bit cleaner. But that's just fucking fascist, too. 
the collateral damage in these movies alone. Fucking hundreds of people dying, getting blown up with superpowers and shit by the superpowers of heroes. We don't even see their fucking faces. There's no body count. It's just fucking just like mass death. And it made me think of this book that I can't recommend enough. It's called Capitalist Superheroes, Caped Crusaders in the Neoliberal Age by a guy named Dan Hassler Forrest. Uh, the intro introduction is written by Slavoj Zizek, uh, who is hilarious and often great to listen to. Um, also sometimes not great to listen to. But the book is about the hidden messages of these fucking rah-rah, ultra-male, basically fucking fascist-style heroes of these movies. All the way from the fucking 80s in the Reagan era through the Bush era through now. Now it's a much more tame. But back then, fuck. If you're my age or older, you had no fucking chance. And if you think being like that shit is cool now, it's probably because you saw dumb shit fucking movies when you were a kid. So to unindoctrinate your ass ain't fucking happening. No wonder everybody's a fucking idiot. We're all watching Tango and Cash. Anyway, I can't recommend the movie. I can't recommend the movie enough. Go watch it. Thinking about the fucking shit I just said. It is fucking astounding if you have that in your mind. What the fuck? Kids watching this shit? You're fucked. You're fucked. You're going to go up and be fucked. Period. End of story. And then one day, a candidate named Donald Trump's going to come along and you're going to think he's fucking cool and you're going to vote for him. All because you saw fucking Tango and Cash. That is my conspiracy theory. And I'll leave you with that. Uh, it is once again 3,000 degrees in here. I'm going to go. Uh, don't be stupid. Be confused. It's okay. Say I don't know. Because we don't know. Is Donald Trump going to die? We don't know. Is he going to get better? We don't know. Is he going to win? We don't know. Is he going to lose? We don't know. We don't know anything and that's okay. But we will know. We will know very soon. In the meantime, from what I understand, COVID rates are going up and waves are expected. So once again, as much as you can, style. If you can't, wear a mask. If you can't, socially distance, as they say. But if you can, style. Uh, and I'll probably do another episode later on this week, some point. And I'm sure, just like in the last six days, they felt like six years, if I do an episode in three days, from the time you're listening to my voice right now, it will feel like three years past, and there will be a lot to talk about. So until then, I love you all, take care of yourselves, be well, and I will talk to you soon. Okay. Da 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 da